What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. Things are wild. The stove is officially hot. Justin is signed with the Mets. Trey Turner is signed. Jacob DeGrom. There's Aaron Judge news. And my day at the winter meetings was nuts. And I'm going to tell you all about it. This one's going to be fun. Let's get to it. It's a blowout. Eighth inning, 10-3. Bases are loaded for Verlander, who waits out a real swings and it's a high fly ball deep center field it is gone home run and a huge bat flip to celebrate all right ben start the show already well yesterday was certainly a wild wild day and alex let me explain it to you yep, for a second please I wake up and i think you know what i have never been to the winter meetings and they are happening just a few short hours away just a quick two-hour drive down to san diego so but you decided that morning yesterday morning it was like two two days prior because okay. i had to get credentialed okay. and we All ended right. up getting the credentials so. okay 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 well alex has already ruined my stuff. no i didn't keep it going i wake up on a whim decide to go down <laughs> to san diego and i'm driving down and i'm like man today's gonna be a great day i've never experienced the winter meetings i'll be able to talk about it on the show on tuesday this show and it'll be great. And about 30, 45 minutes into the drive, um, Justin calls, right? Then the news drops. And then all hell started breaking loose because I'm driving yeah. in the middle of traffic, like 70 miles an hour, 75, 80 a time. Yeah, You never know. You're making good time. And it, it was literally the most chaotic time of all time. Because I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? I need to record a video. Should I turn around and head back to studio? Should Alex and I get in studio? Should we record a podcast? Should I keep driving? What should I do? So I get on the phone with everybody and they're like, just record uh, an audio only little quick emergency pod. So on my way down to the winter meetings, I pull over the first spot I see, which happens to be a rest stop at Camp Pendleton. Yeah. And I pull over and I start recording this episode and there's tanks just going by like yep. 10 feet in front of me yep. with machine guns and guys on top. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is madness. But in the end, the chaos amounted to Justin signing with the New York Mets for two years, $86 million with an option for a third year, vested option, which means if he pitches a certain amount of yeah. innings, the option will kick in. But it was just madness how the day began. And he couldn't give you a little bit more of a heads up? So not just like a five-minute, hey, it's about to drop. Here we go. Get ready, brother. So here's how. We we talked the night prior, okay. right? So there was this uh, Carlos Baerga report that came out that said sources are saying two years, and he pretty much got the numbers right on the nose, but it wasn't true huh. at the time. I talked to Justin, and I said, hey, is this true? And he goes, no, not not yet. Um, so then we're talking that next day and he goes, Hey, I was, I was on the, I was on the phone when it dropped. Like, I, I don't even, I don't know how it came out as fast as it did, but I was still like confirming things when it, when it came out. And so he told me and we talked for a while and man, just the, the, the happiness on his face, which I'm sure is a bit of relief. Like, yeah. we're coming up on the holidays. I'm sure it's nice to just have it done and mm -hmm. out of the way. You know where you're going. You're making $86 million. That would put a smile on my face. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I, I did. I asked him because I was literally getting ready to pull over to record yeah. the emergency podcast. And I was like, hey, like, wh why? 
Why the Mets? Aside from obvious, you know, like uh, it is a lot of money, but he could have gotten yeah. a lot of money many places. Why the Mets? And he goes, well, to be honest, the future of, of the Mets is in such a great position. The direction over the last couple of years that the Mets have been, been heading is something that I've noticed from afar, something that I took a liking to and wanted to be a part of. And the commitment to winning there, everybody within the organization, he's heard nothing but great things about the culture there, both on the field and in the locker room, and the people that they've brought in, the people that Steve Cohen and, and Billy have brought in to make this a winning environment. And it's no secret, right? They've been close for the last couple of years. And I've been the first one to say, stop saying it, the Mets aren't going to Met. And, but they and did. They, they, they have been. And I've continued to been to to be wrong. And the people that say that same saying that's been saying for years, they end up finding a way to be right. The Mets won over a hundred games last year, and they found a way to be right because they get swept by the Braves and then lose in the first round of the playoffs. So they've been right there, but close. And I think that's another part that that Justin mentioned is I want to be the guy to, to come in and help this team win. And I want to be a leader on this team that's full. There are young guys. There are leaders already. I want to come in and be one of the leaders of this team and help the team win. And I, I do. I think it's a, a perfect fit. I think once Jacob deGrom went out the door, yeah. uh, they had the a money need. and the need, the big-time need, and uh, they filled that void. You know, you lose a guy, and Jacob deGrom is one of the best pitchers in the planet, and you add a guy that's a two-time champion – Coming off a Cy Young year, the last two years he's pitched, he's won the Cy Young Award. So uh, that's the kind of guy you're adding in New York, and I think he's proven age is just a number, and there's not a lot of guys that can prove that. Um, Nolan Ryan, Justin, and what Tom Brady's doing in the NFL side of things, I think yeah. they're all in the same sort of conversation. Now, the Mets were first in the NL East for majority of the season until the very end, but now obviously adding your brother as a piece, does this make them once again the favorite in the NL East? Oh, this is tough because I think when you look at the National League as a whole, yeah. I think there's pretty clearly teams that are favorites. Mm -hmm. Dodgers, Braves, Mets. And I would say right now, as the team sits, right? And I, I they're not done. Yeah. The Mets aren't done. I would say right now, you can't say the Mets are the favorite because you lose a guy like Jacob deGrom and you add a guy like Justin, does that immediately make you better than the team that has won the division the last few years? I, No, I think they're pretty much neck and neck right now in teams. I, I wouldn't say they're the overwhelming favorite, but I don't believe they're done, and I believe by opening day, I could be saying, yeah, the Mets are the team to win the NL East, but Right now, I still think there are holes on the Mets team. I think there are holes at the bottom end of the lineup. I think there's a clear need in the bullpen. You have Edwin Diaz, the best closer in baseball. You have two of the best starters in baseball. I think they could afford to add a starter, but there is a big need from how do we get to Edwin Diaz, and I think that's going to be really important And come opening day. Uh, depending on what they do, I could be saying, yes, the Mets are the favorite. Now, we know that they're not afraid to dish out the money and pay the money. They have an owner that can do it. I mean, just between your brother, Justin Verlander, and Max Scherzer, the Mets are paying them $86 million in 2023, just two players. Now, when you compare that to the Braves, they're paying seven players $74 million 
in 2023. So when you, when you look at the scale and you say, yes, they could afford to add another starter. Yes, they need the bullpen to get you to Edwin Diaz after a couple of those big name starters. Are they going to be able? I mean, yes, you can. You're just going to have to pay a luxury tax. But like, are they just going to keep dishing out the money? Well, the they you're talking about is Steve Cohen, yeah. who does not care about a luxury tax. He's got all yeah. the money in the world and a winning mindset, which there's a big difference there. There are plenty of owners with a lot of money, none with the amount of money that Steve Cohen has, but also not a lot of owners with the winning mindset that Steve Cohen has. Steve Cohen has come into the Mets and said, I want to win a championship with the team that I own. And there's plenty of other owners that say, I want to make money in this business venture that I am a part of as owning this organization. I want to make the money, and that's how they go about their business. Steve Cohen's just like, I got a lot of money. I love baseball. I'd love to own a team, and I'd love to win with that team. And I think you're seeing that with him and the way he's going about things. He's just throwing money and hoping guys come play for his team. And they are. Do you know what it feels like? It kind of feels like the Yankees of old. It's still a New York team. And it's like, we want a guy. We got the money. We're just going to throw it out there. And we think you should come here. And now it's happening. Yeah. Which is an interesting transition between the two New York teams. Absolutely. And once they lost that money, right? Once once they lost DeGrom. Yeah. And DeGrom goes to the Rangers. You have all this money that they were planning on giving to to DeGrom. And it becomes, what do you do? With that, how do you go about spending it? And they filled the void immediately of Jacob Degrom, and you start to ask the question. I think of, well, is is that the right move? Like, let, let's compare Jacob Degrom, and we can talk about him in a little bit. Like, yeah. if you're the Mets, and Jacob Degrom is getting five years, 185 million, or Justin for two for sure, and 86. I know I, I am biased, but five years to a guy like Jacob DeGrom, who, yes, when on the mound, is the most dominant but pitcher. But when? But when? But when? He's on the mound. Healthy. And I can sit here right now and say, I hope for the next five years, and this is a genuine hope. Yeah. I hope for the next five years, Jacob DeGrom takes the mound every fifth or sixth day and dominates. But is that likely? I don't know. He's also 35. He's older as well. So you're yep. giving him five years, $185 million over a guy like Justin, two years, who's coming off of back-to-back years with him pitching, winning a Cy Young Award. Um, if I'm Mets fans, you're never happy that your guy, Jacob deGrom, is out the door, but I wouldn't want to give him five for 185 That is preposterous, I think. deGrom got a... A very sweet deal. Good for him. Very sweet. And we've talked about this a lot. Get your money. Yeah. If you are an athlete, you have a very limited window timetable to make a good amount of money. Yeah. And you said he's 35. This is five years until he's 40. I don't know if anyone thought he was going to get that many years and that much money. I don't think. But he he did. So you take the money and run at this point. And good for him. Yeah. As he should. I totally understand it and I get it. And we can talk more about him in a minute, but we'll stick in the NL East. Okay. Trey Turner. You called it. You know what? You called it. Well, you're right. I did call it. I've been calling it for a long time. But really, we couldn't even give Justin like 30 minutes to an hour to be the biggest deal and the biggest (laughs) news before I even get down to Uh. San Diego. The next biggest news, Trey Turner to the Phillies, 11 years, $300 million. 
dollars. 300 yeah. million. And I have been calling this for a long time. Alex can attest to it. And I tried to go back and find the video. I called it before he before the season ended, before the regular season ended. I was talking about this, just saying, I don't believe Trey Turner's on the Dodgers next year. I believe he's on the Phillies, and here's why. And I tried to go back and yeah. find the video of me saying that because I, I tweeted something like, I called it, and people put that LeBron Prove meme it. out of LeBron yeah. like saying how he always says, like, and I call it, I said a long time ago that uh -huh. I said before he was born that yeah. Trey Turner was going to sign with the <laughs> Phillies for 11 years and $300 million. And, but I, so I tried to go back and find it, but I couldn't. But you can attest to it. Yeah. Um, it was just the perfect fit, Alex. Yeah. He wanted to be back on the East Coast. Uh, that was clear with another offer that came in that we'll dive more into in a second. But he wanted to be back on the East Coast. He's now reunited with Bryce Harper until at least 2031. $300 million, and the Phillies, who had a hole in the middle infield, fill that hole in the best possible way, I think. They do. We talked about the Phillies, I think, the last couple of weeks because they have a lot of holes to fill. They were losing 10 arms. Obviously, Bryce Harper getting time, Tommy John, not coming back till May to June, July yeah. is the window. They needed a big name, but they have over $1 billion committed to six players. The Phillies do. Let me just run down this for you. Real Muto, 115 mil. Turner, 300 mil. Castellanos, 100 mil. Schwarber, 79 mil, who just said he's going to play for Team hey, USA in the World Baseball Classic. Sweet. Yeah, we got Harper, 330 mil. And Wheeler, 118 mil. So they have over a billion dollars committed to six players. So you have to ask the question, are the Phillies now World Series or bust? With that much money, I, with that much in. money, you have to. Be. You have to be. But right? I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not sitting here right now saying, the Phillies are the favorites to win the World Series. You're dishing out that kind of. But money. you're dishing out that kind of money. But am I taking right now the Phillies over the Dodgers, Braves, and Mets in the National League? No, I think they're in that conversation now. I think yeah. they're getting to that point, but. You don't. You, you know, for the past five, six, seven years, you've said in the American League. The, the American League runs through the Astros. Yeah. And for paying six players over a billion dollars, you want to be saying the National League runs through the Phillies. And I'm you not saying so. that. I'm crazy. Not saying that. It is crazy. And and he didn't even take the biggest offer available. We're, we're talking That's about how you know he wanted to be 11 really. years, $300 million. And you think, oh my God, he's wow. 30 years old. He's a shortstop and he's signing an 11 year deal for $300 million. And the reason. One of the reasons, Alex, that I, I did predict this a long time ago is because I said, I think he wants to be back on the East Coast. Yeah. I think he wants to get out of the West Coast, out of the L.A. lifestyle, and go to the East Coast. And that was pretty much proven yeah. correct with the offer that he received from the Padres was $342 million. John Heyman tweeted this out um, that the Padres' offer was three forty-two. Turning down forty-two million dollars, yeah, is now, a big deal. Yeah, it is less because it is less because of the tax situation. But he also, I think it was him or somebody else, clarified the the Padres' offer was more than enough to cover the loss of taxes. Yeah, he would have been making a good chunk more. So that that offer not only did it, he turned down forty-two million less. It was also the offer that would have made him the highest-paid shortstop in the game of baseball, and he didn't do it. 
But then that's where also the mindset comes in, where, again, this is an athlete's choice. Are you going to take the money and run? Or do you want to be in a place where you truly believe that you can succeed and you can win? And we've seen this across a lot of different sports. Tom Brady took less money to stay with the Patriots forever. And then you see someone like Aaron Rodgers, who took a ton of money and then they couldn't sign and had to get rid of a lot of people. You see it across every sport. And here, again, $300 million is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So I want to I want to be in a place where I can take three hundred million dollars and it be the you know what I'm not going to take the money. Yeah. I'm going to settle. But I settling settle. is three hundred <laughs> million dollars. Three hundred million dollars. So Crazy. Trey Turner is now a Philadelphia Philly, and I so I will fun. say this. I will say this. I believe as of right now that the Philadelphia Phillies have the best lineup in the game of baseball. Ooh. And you better. Okay. For over uh-huh. a billion for I mean, one of those is a, a pitcher, but but still. I mean, come on. But yeah. you look at that lineup. Oh my God. I looked I I looked at a uh, a projection and it has like Cassianos batting six or seven. Alex Alec Bohm is like seven or eight. I'm like, this is preposterous it's what they're great. running out there. So uh, as of last year, I was saying the Dodgers lineup is perhaps the best lineup we have ever seen. And immediately Trey Turner goes from that lineup to the Phillies that I'm now saying is the best lineup in baseball. Obviously Dodgers have are losing some guys and, and need to do a lot. Yep. Um, but the Phillies right now have the best lineup in baseball. in in my opinion, what do you think about that? Um, I have to, I mean, right now, yes. yes. But again, there is still so many moving pieces. Yep. We got to see who the Dodgers pick up. What shortstop are they going to fill that void with? Who yep. else are they going to pick up? You can never, I, it's tough because the Dodgers have been one of the greatest regular season teams we've seen in a really long time. So they are going to figure it out. They're going to get there. But this is, hmm, this is exciting. At, at what point? <laughs> I'm not, I feel like Dodgers fans don't like me. So I'm going to make a statement okay. that, I feel people are going to be like, oh, it's because he hates the Dodgers. No, you're a Dodgers fan. Yep. At what point do we stop? Do we start talking about how big of a failure the Dodgers have been in the postseason? Decade. You've won one. What in the bubble? You can't say how big of a failure because they have a World Series. They have a World Series. Not many other teams can say that in a quote failure. But yeah, they've they've been the best team record wise. What, like, had one of the best records over the past decade, but just can't seem to figure it out in the postseason? Interesting It's tough. Yeah. I that would, once once we see the pieces they fill, we'll, we'll dive deeper into that conversation. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just think to, to this point right now, yeah. I, would, I would say over the last decade, the Dodgers have been a failure. They got one in the, in the shortened season, and they should have probably had three or four. Oh, definitely. But – Different conversation. We'll have it at some point later. Uh, yesterday, winter meetings. I need to talk about it because it was my first experience. Okay, yeah. so tell me. Because what I imagine, it's like everyone and anyone in baseball just walking around, just right there for the taking to talk to. So that's, that's pretty. Yeah. It is everybody in baseball just walking around, just goofing around like who should I talk to next it's like so I learned a lot about the winter meetings yesterday. I've never experienced it I drove down simply because I wanted to be able to share my experience right here on flipping bats 
So I drive down. Obviously, all hell broke loose on my drive down. But I get there. I pull up. It's at this hotel, the Hyatt in San Diego. And there's a big billboard on the side. Winter meeting. Baseball. Major League Baseball winter meetings here. So I walk in. And there's a lobby with tons of people just standing there talking. A bunch of baseball people. I recognized a bunch of people immediately. And then I was like, okay, I need to. I'm credentialed for this. I need to go get my credential. So I went to get it. And then I ran into to somebody that I know and was like, so what is this? Yeah. Are there specific like meetings happening? Yeah, like, Am I allowed to like walk to a certain place? You yeah. just walk up to someone and start talking to them? Is that okay? <laughs> That's exactly right. And, yeah. and they go, well, you'll just kind of figure it out. Oh, like, okay. You, there, there are things happening. So I eventually found a board that said like, there was manager availability, so like okay. Dusty Baker was going to be talking at a certain time, and Scott Service was there, and and there, I mean, most all managers yeah. were, were there. Um, so there's managers coming in and talking, and there's GMs, and then um, Fred McGriff's Hall of Fame, like he flew in from. I'm, re- I'm wearing Fred McGriff's shirt, the Crime Dog. Yeah, he was there. So there was a board of that, and then there's a bunch, tons and tons and tons of meetings going on upstairs. Okay, ah. so it's on other floors. Okay. All of the agents and the GMs are upstairs just having meetings in their own rooms. And then all of a sudden, it'll be like, you know, meetings will be at like one, two, three, and four. So yeah. at like 145, you'll see groups of guys with briefcases all walking through the lobby together to get to their yeah. next meeting. So you don't see them a ton. You just know they're upstairs meeting. But what I learned is, and I'm eventually going to get into my three main takeaways. Okay. Right. But what I learned is that the winter meetings used to be they've been around forever yeah right and it used to be there were no phones there was no easy way of communication oh. so all of the gms okay. would get together in one place and they'd get together at the bar at night and they'd write down on a piece of paper 11 years 300 million dollars trey turner think about that one tomorrow and then they come back together and say deal or no deal next thing you know Trey Turner would be on the Phillies for 11 years, $300 million. So as time has evolved and we've gotten phones and I could text you if I wanted to or call you, they've still just done it okay. for baseball. And it is. It's a who's who of everybody there. And everybody just is just schmoozing there. event. And you can't walk through the lobby without having five conversations that last half an hour. And it ends up being a lot of fun. It's just a bunch of it's – a, it's a big old network. Yeah. Thing. But that's what I learned. But I did walk away with – Three takeaways from the Major League Baseball winter meetings. Number three. I'll go three, two, one. Okay. Number three being it's just a big old networking event. It, it is. Everybody who's anybody in the baseball world from the big-time agents, Scott Boris is there holding court, to, to the general managers. All the general managers are there and they're all having these conversations and everybody in media is there and they're all in the lobby trying to hear things and trying to pick up things and just talking. And there's there's young kids there trying to get into the media space, passing out their business cards, wanting oh, to talk and network. And it's 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 great. Yeah. Um, and it is. It's just a who's who. And I ended up talking to a bunch of people and um, there's manager availability, so I talked to uh, I talked to Dusty Baker. I, I saw the I saw the quotes he gave you, which it is was, really funny. It was great. Some of the quote Dusty Baker is brilliant, and and some of the quotes he gave. They asked him, um, Dusty, how does it feel? You finally win your first World Series as a manager after so long. It took so long, 
And he just goes, to be honest, I'm just glad you guys will shut up and stop talking about it. <laughs> and they, everybody laughed. And he goes, I'm serious. I'm just glad you guys will stop asking me about it. And they ask him what his new thoughts on the rule changes. There's big rule changes coming to Major League Baseball. Dusty, what are your thoughts on it? He goes, honestly, I'm not thinking about them at all. Thinking about fly fishing and hunting. Good. That's what I'm thinking about. Good. And the manager availability was really cool. You're right on top of those guys talking to him. So basically, what are the winter meetings? Just a big place where everybody in baseball is and everybody's networking and talking to each other. That was my first takeaway. Besides Dusty, who was like the coolest or for you like really awesome that you got to talk to, got to talk to? Fred McGriff. Uh, oh, you got to talk to him. Oh my God. That's rad. It was great. We'll talk about him in a, in a okay. little while okay. as well. He's, but speaking of, of the Braves, that leads to my number two takeaway okay. in the winter meetings. I no longer believe that Dansby Swanson is going back to Atlanta. No. Mm -hmm. What changed? A lot of conversations that had in the in the scrum of networking down there. Okay. With media um, members, with GMs, with... Media. Okay. Just multiple different conversations that I had from people that do know. They're in the know. Okay. Things. And, and uh, they don't obviously know where he's going. Just... But people word on the street is... People believe he's not going back. Okay. And I heard that once. I heard that twice. I hear it a few times, and I'm like, you know what? I no longer believe he's going to go. Because he's not happy there? No, I don't Atlanta's think he's not, not going to give him I what think, he wants. I, I think this is this is Freddie Freeman 2.0. No. Yeah, I think he... I mean, he's an Atlanta guy. I just think there, there are situations where... I don't know what it, maybe the Braves are all in on on Grissom and making him their shortstop. Maybe they don't want to pay Dansby all that he's going to get paid elsewhere. And then there are people that believe, look, Dansby and guess who he's in a relationship with? Mallory Pugh. Guess where she plays soccer? Like, you know, there's like so many connections. Oh, I forgot about that. So yeah. many connections to the Chicago area. And there's so many connections to other places he could sign. And it's like. You know what? I sat here a couple weeks ago and predicted Dansby back to Atlanta. So now where are you predicting him to go? Oh, that's a tough question. Yeah. Look, and I, I'm not saying Dansby's not going to Atlanta. Okay. Let's get that out there. I just was like dead set on You're not dead set on it. Dansby's anymore. going back to Atlanta. I'm no longer dead set on it. Okay. If I had to predict, if it's not Atlanta. Yeah. I don't know. Chicago? The Cubs? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because it's where Mallory plays? No, that's just, no, no. It's okay. just like a connection. Okay. But look, it's just a guess. But I I want it to be Atlanta. Yeah. I hope it's Atlanta because, one, I predicted it. But, two, I just think, like, how do you let it happen twice? Like, your guy. You're, that and that, but that's what Atlanta does, too, is they, they develop players, which is why they're paying, like I said earlier, a fraction of the price, seven players, 74 mil next season, opposed to the Mets playing two players, yeah. 86 mil next year. Yeah. But this is the time where now you have to pay the guy. And this is not their game. This is not their style. It this is not what they do. Be. It's just like, they I feel like they've guys. gotten to a place where they don't need it to be that. Like, yeah. Look what Michael Harris II has come up and been in the outfield. Yeah. And look what Grissom, when he came up and played – the and played the infield for the Braves. He was great. So, are you going to give him the shot if you don't re-sign Dansby? And this isn't on the scale of Carlos Correa with the Dodgers, but you have your shortstop. Are you going to let him walk and give Grissom a chance as the Astros did with Jeremy Pena? I don't know. 
The problem there is not every rookie is Jeremy Pena. Yeah. So what's going to happen? I don't know. I hope he resigns with the Braves. I that was my prediction, and I won't I won't say that that's not going to happen yet. I'm not going to change my prediction. I am just not. I am no longer confident in it. So if not the if not the Braves, I would say maybe the maybe the Cubs. I don't know. Okay. So because we're on the free agent watch shortstop conversation here. And the Dodgers just lost their shortstop. Do you still think it's Carlos Correa as a I front do. runner? I think I I still am sticking. Did with you Correa. hear any like whispers about that at the winter meetings? No, I I was just Did whispering it, and nobody was oh. shooting me down. <laughs> Listen to me, it's gonna be Correa. <laughs> hey, I'm hearing. Hey, by the way, what are you hearing about uh, they're like Correa just... and the Dodgers, and and nobody's like nobody's like no, that ain't happening. Yeah, Ben, where are you hearing it? Oh, just in my head. Just, just, just Alex, and then my prediction. <laughs> but you know, I, I, this is this is why I made it my prediction after you made it yours. Yeah. Because that next episode, I came out with all of my predictions, and I had Carlos going to the Dodgers, and I said, I, I think Trey Turner's going to the Phillies. Yep. I think I thought Dansby and Xander are both going to resign, and you can't tell me that Carlos that the Dodgers aren't going to end up filling that huge void with one of the four massive free agent shortstops. They have to. So I just felt like Carlos is going to fall into their lap, and I still feel like Carlos Correa is going to fall into their lap. That's my thought. I mean, you know I think it. That was my roundabout second takeaway from the winter meetings, is that I'm no longer dead set Okay. Dansby staying in Atlanta, just from talking to a bunch of people, Ooh. which you end up doing there. Give which also leads to my number one takeaway, which involves the number one free agent on the market, Aaron Judge. Give it I, to us. I I thought Aaron Judge to the Yankees was probably the the likely, like, okay, the Giants are, like, becoming good suitors, but he's going to end up with, with the Yankees. I, I now believe it is truly as 50-50 as it gets. Whoa. And and it's his 50-50. Like, this situation is on the table right in front of Judge, right? The yeah. Yankees are in the ballpark they're going to be. The Giants, as we see today and over the last couple, the Giants are in the ballpark they're going to be, which is the high money offer. So you have yeah. the high money offer to go play for your hometown team or the lower money offer, the steal, the $300 million range to stay with the Yankees and to be that guy for the New York Yankees. And that offers right in front of him. And there is no wrong answer. I just always thought the money was going to be a little closer and that the Yankees were, were the clear front runner. I just, again, from talking to, to different people down there, it is truly about as 50-50 as it can get. What's the money difference between Giants and Yankees? Is it so a big the, difference? The Yankees came in around 300, 310 okay. earlier in the week. Okay. That that came out, yeah. right? It came out that that was their offer, okay. which isn't great that that came out because if it was a great offer, he would have accepted it, Yep. right? But, but now it comes out, like today or late last night, I forget, that the Giants are in – with the biggest offer to judge, believed to be $360 million neighborhood. And John Heyman goes on to add, noted Yankee fan, John Heyman. But the assumption belief among, amongst rivals is that the Yankees remain favorites. Yankees are hopeful, but say that they still do not know. 
So the Giants are in the $360 million neighborhood, and the Yankees are not. That's a really big difference. And another big shocker, I think, that made me the most surprised is that the Yankees just re-signed Brian Cashman to a four-year contract, meaning you are signing your SVP and GM before, before you are signing the number one free agent on the market, your franchise guy that you haven't locked in yet. So as a Yankee fan, you got to be thinking, well, they're signing him. It better mean that you have Aaron Judge in the bag, and that's why you're keeping him, because he's already like had an idea that this deal is getting done and it's happening. But no. Now you're telling us it is a full 50-50 feeling with both. They're not getting close to the Giants on the money deal. I, I was a little I was a little shook with that information when that came out. I just don't understand the way the Yankees are doing things lately. What are you doing? Right? Announcing that before the Aaron Judge decision. Right? Like the imagine. Imagine if Aaron Judge doesn't re-sign and the biggest offseason signing to date for the Yankees has been Brian Cashman. What are you doing? Wait. Just wait. Yeah. And then you sign Aaron Judge. Two days later, announce we are, we are re-signing Brian Cashman to, to a new deal and everybody's going to be like, yeah, Brian Cashman, great job because with Aaron Judge. Because he got Judge. Right. But now we have no idea what's going to happen no with idea. Judge, and you're announcing it as if you're parading it that you've re-signed a guy that everybody's like, we don't care. No, re-sign Aaron Judge. That's all we care about. They don't care no. about Brian Cashman, especially no. with Aaron Judge just sitting out there. I was mind blown at the timing of that. How did that? I don't know. What are you doing? Like I've said a million times, you're the Yankees. You have the money. Go sign your guy. Yeah. Do not let the Giants come in and be the high money offer for your guy and and take him away. Make him your guy. Give him the money that he deserves. He went out. He bet on himself. He hit 62 home runs, won the American League home run crown and the American League all-time home run record and deserves every penny that he is about to get. Pay him. Yeah. Pay him. Immediately. Don't parade around a Brian Cashman no. announcement like it's this big deal. Nobody cares. Go sign Aaron Judge. Period. You know what he's doing right now? Having a great time. We have video of him at the Bucks game. Yeah. Talking with Brady yesterday. Just a little bit of a goat on goat action right is, there. Having I a love great it. time. This That's is, what you gotta do though. This is what baseball needs. Just it more superstars on the sidelines at other sporting events and parading around in other players' jerseys and getting dapped up by by here it Tom is. Brady. Here's the video right here. Aaron Judge and Tom Brady talking. Tom Brady told him you could hear. Tom Brady said you could you could play tight end for us. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely could. Um, love that. And he's in the spotlight, and he's he's just making himself more and more of the superstar that he is. And more and more money is coming his way. And you know it doesn't hurt what he was just named today. Time Magazine's Athlete of the Year. Which is a big deal. It is a big deal. We're in a World Cup right now. You have football going on. And he was the Athlete of the Year. He baseball was player. Time Athlete of the Year. Baseball player. It is big. And it's a big deal. Exactly. He's a big deal. 
He's in an MVP, coming off of an MVP season. And Alex, I want I read the article. Okay. Time, and it was it was it was interesting to say the least. Okay. It was great. It was great. And I, I I'm a big fan of Aaron Judge. And there were some quotes in here that I just thought were were of note. Share and, and one of them is he said, I was a little upset that numbers came out. I understand it's a negotiation tactic, put pressure on me, turn the fans against me, turn the media on me. That part I didn't like. And I think I think he was it's talking honest. about when the numbers came out, I believe the beginning of the season. The beginning that of the he season. turned down. But still, guess what? Numbers just came out again yep. of what they offered him. And, and it's like, yeah, it's a tactic. And he knows, like, hey, they're trying to turn people against me because he knows the narrative has and always will be. Oh, what a what a greedy baseball player turning down three hundred million dollars. All they go after is I can't stand it. It makes my blood boil. He deserves every penny he is going to yes, get. He does. But he understands the narrative that it will turn the fans against him. Oh, his team is offering him two hundred and sixteen million at the time before the season, and he's turning it down. Wow, how dare he? A greedy baseball player. So he knows that, and he says, well. That they were trying to turn the fans against me. It's a tactic. Another quote in there. This one came from a memory his wife, Samantha, had back okay. in high school. Okay. She remembers Aaron Judge saying, In 10 years, I'll be married to Sam, and I'll be playing for the San Francisco Giants. And that's a quote. I just got chills. In the article. And guess what? He's now married to Sam. And I mean, wait, you also found a really interesting comparison with Barry Bonds today. I did. Pull up, pull up that. There's just a lot of things that are interesting. Read it. Today, today is the 30 year anniversary of this situation. Okay. In 1992, Barry Bonds wins the MVP award, loses. In the LCS, batted 311 on the year and signed with his hometown Giants team on December 6th. I have chills. 2022, 30 years later, to the day right now, Aaron Judge wins the MVP award, loses in the championship series, batted 311 on the year and signs with TBD. Yeah. Could it dot, be dot, his dot. hometown dot, Giants? Dot, dot. I don't know. Just to, I, I'm loving this. I'm loving every second of it. And what I want is for Aaron Judge to go get paid because man, does he deserve it. But a big takeaway for me, Aaron Judge truly seems 50-50 right now. Where is he going to go? Uh, but Time Magazine Athlete of the Year, huge deal. Big deal for baseball. I really think. big Great deal for baseball. for baseball. I saw something today. And we don't have the graphic to put up because I told nobody about this, and I'm just now Way remembering to go. that I saw it. But it, something came out from the the brands that grew the most in 2022. Okay. Right? I think that's what it was. Brands that grew the most. And Major League Baseball was on the list, and it was the only sports Finally. organization. Like the NFL, nobody was. Major League Baseball grew. So I have been saying it for a while. Not this part. Baseball is America's pastime. Right, but it yeah. desperately needed change, yep. growth. How they marketed, how they marketed players, how Young they did players, things. exciting players. Right, and I think this this is a good sign 
Yeah, it is. Let me try and find exactly what it was because the list is very, very interesting. But a sign of good times for baseball. Major League Baseball is the number 15 fastest growing brand of 2022. No other sporting. The other ones are like Frito-Lay and T-Mobile and Adobe. But for baseball, it's about damn time. It needed to happen. We've been talking about it for five, ten years Baseball needed to grab the younger generation. They needed the exciting young players. They need flipping bats. They, they need, need bat flips. Bat. They need everything. And, and they need they're getting it. Aaron Judge. And what are do. doing? Being on the sidelines with the GOAT Tom Brady, getting all this publicity, being Time Magazine Huge. Athlete of the Year. You just got to put yourself out there. Um, so, in conclusion, yeah, the winter meetings are just wild it is just weird it's crazy i love that you just went up like and went i just went and it's almost like you have to i'm having a little fomo about it you have to be there because everybody's there but like what's happening i don't really know yeah apparently we have some other news from the winter meetings we had uh ben verlander met scout oh my god is that a thing are you a met scout now do you do you is there something you need to tell us alex yeah this is the conclusion of my winter meeting okay i don't know if did you see this tweet no, just tell us. Tell us about it. Oh. <laughs> Here it is. From an account with the handle Too Gooden17. Okay. Okay. This is great. Yeah. Per source, during the Mets negotiations with Justin Verlander, Justin's younger brother, Ben, reached out to Mets owner Steve Cohen. Ben asked for a job as talent scout as part of a Verlander package deal. Cohen did not respond, and Justin apologized for his brother's behavior. <laughs> did it actually happen? What do you mean, did it actually happen? <laughs> no, it didn't ask. actually I happen. I have to ask. And so many Weirder people... Weirder things have happened. People were believing... I mean, it's a parody account. Yeah. For one. That's great. But it's a great... I mean, it's great. Ugh. But people actually, like, believed it, which I guess is the point of creating parody accounts. But, like, what do you mean, did it happen? I'm not a talent scout. I'm not calling Steve Cohen. <laughs> Man. That Keep just, that contact close if you are. What a, what a wild day. Keep yeah. the contact close is right. What a yeah. wild day. But no, that didn't happen. It did not happen. Yeah. Breaking news. What? Breaking news. Okay. Josh Bell to the Guardians. Two years, $33 million. Is that correct? Okay. Two years, $33 million. Okay. Josh Bell to the Guardians. Great pickup for them. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, obviously, we talked about it a ton. They made the playoffs as the youngest team in baseball. Uh, this helps them add a big bat, which they desperately need. They have the they have the pitching, but they need some bigger bats to pair with Jose Ramirez and, and some of the younger studs that they do have in that lineup. Which is crazy being a veteran at 30 on that team. <laughs> right. <laughs> like he's going to be one of the vets. The winter meetings, man. Yeah. Things get done. Things get done. Josh Bell to the Guardians happening here live. Um, but something that didn't happen at the winter meetings, Alex, this happened prior. Yeah. But it was it was a massive, Big massive news. deal. Big news. Jacob deGrom to the Texas Rangers, five years, $185 million. And we talked about it a good a little bit earlier, but let's really dive into it here because this deal is mind-blowing it, to me. It, it's mind-blowing in the first thing that comes to my mind can he stay healthy for those five years and can the Rangers actually build around him to make a winning team with that kind of deal on the table so my thoughts here are that look 
My thoughts are this. Jacob deGrom, great deal. Yeah. Good for you. He for said him. he wanted to re-sign with the Mets, and the only thing that would take him away is a, a, an offer that blew him out of the water. There you go. This. Five years at 35 years old for $185 million. Brilliant. Great for him. Good work. For the Texas Rangers, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you have you you paid a half a billion dollars to your middle infield, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon. Yeah, and then you hear, okay, well, now they need pitching. And you go and get one pitcher, may win on the mound, the the most dominant pitcher in baseball, probably, but he hasn't pitched much in the past couple of years. He does have injury problems. There are big injury concerns there. I just don't understand what you're doing because we've seen it in baseball. It does. It's not a superstar driven like, oh, we we'll add this guy. Next thing you know, you have a big three like LeBron going to Miami with Bosch and D Wade. It's not going to work. The Rangers aren't going to win the AL West. Guess what? There's another team in the AL West that has tried this exact same philosophy. The Angels. Ooh. Trout, Otani, Rendon, Pujols. Like they just try, they try and give, oh, this guy's the biggest, this guy's a big deal. And this is a whole, let's throw all of our money at him, put him on the books for a bunch of years, and we'll be good. Guess what? You're not. There's injury concerns that can creep in. And guess around, I don't look outside of DeGrom, Seager, and Simeon and say, oh, man, oh, man. They look at all the, the complementary pieces. This team is going to fight with the Astros and the, and the Mariners yeah. in the AL West. No. So I don't understand it. I would rather, just me being me, I would rather sign five different pitchers mm-hmm. Then sign one pitcher in DeGrom to five years, $185 million. Five good, good pitchers and complete a rotation. Yeah. I don't. I, I mean, that would be the smart thing to do. But big names and flashy names are really appealing to teams sometimes. Yes. And yes. like we both just said, good for DeGrom. Go get your money. No, this is the one time in your life that someone's going to throw that kind of money at you. And and you know what is interesting here is as a fan, all you can ask is for an ownership that wants to win. Yep. And will bring in stars, and it's happening. And you know what? They might not win the AL West. They might not get to the playoffs, but they're going to have one of the most dominant pitchers mm-hmm. that has ever pitched in Major League Baseball. Yep. And they're going to have two superstars in their lineup. Yeah. And they're going to put. Fans in the stands to come watch them play. Hopefully. And they're going to sell jerseys, and they're going to have merchandise. They're going to have bobblehead, Jacob DeGrom bobblehead nights. Oh, he's going to be all the merch, right. all the giveaway merch. Right. And there is a there's a path to say, like, hey, good good for you guys. Yeah. I don't think it puts a winning product out on the field. And if no. your goal is to win the World Series, I don't believe with the roster that there is – Adding DeGrom for five years and $185 million is the answer for the Rangers to win the World Series. The answer for me would say would be take that $185 million and give it to Carlos Rodon and and Quintana and and Contreras as a catcher and and Tyone and all these other pieces that you could add and Josh Bell. Build a complete package. And build a package because you don't have that package. No. You have a core of three guys. What are you going to do around it? Probably nothing much more because you don't have a ton of more money to spend. Uh, Oh, 
That's what they are now. That's what they are now. All but right. good, great for DeGrom. Go yeah, get your money. Yeah. Go get Congra your money. Congratulations. Congratulations. Go straight to, to the bank. All right. Um, you know what time it is? I've been on a roll. Name that free agent where Let's Alex go. is going to give me the three most recent teams that a free agent has played on, and I will try and guess. We will all try and guess who it was. So she will go the third most recent, the second most recent, and then the most recent team, and let's all try and collectively get the answer correct. All right. Are you ready? I am that great. To get it started? Yes. First up, started in Arizona, then Seattle, and then Philly. Arizona. Name that free agent. To Philly. And go. Arizona. Seattle, Philly. Is this Gene Segura? Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Okay. <laughs> okay. Woo. I thought you would get this one, like right off the bat. You thought I, I would was, get I that one right off the bat? Yeah. I got producer Taylor yeah. in my ear, like, good luck. You're never getting yeah. this one right. He's trying his best. <laughs> to name. I'm just really good at this game. You are. You're really Turns up out. on your free agents. All right. Okay. You ready? Yeah. For our next one? One for one. Okay. Here we go. This free agent, number four. Was in Miami, Seattle, and Washington. Name that free agent. Miami, Seattle, Washington. Miami, Seattle, Washington. Hmm. Miami's throwing me off. I want to say, like... Nelson Cruz, but I know that's not right. It's not Nelson Cruz because he wasn't there. Um, man, man, throw it out this there. One, I'm I'm stumped. Anything? I don't, I got nothing. What is it? D Gordon. D Gordon? Yeah. Oh, I had no chance. Oh, I okay. had no chance. All right. He's been around. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Okay. One for two. Yeah, yeah, 50-50 right now. Yeah. Ready oh. to move it on? I'm ready. Okay. Oh, Let's good. move on to free agent number three. Was in Texas. Okay. And then Oakland. And then the White Sox. Name that free agent. Texas, Oakland, then the White Sox. Um, okay. Texas, Oakland, White Sox. So I know Oakland to, to White Sox, but I'm not sure if he's a free agent. Is Liam Hendricks a free agent? Hmm? No? I didn't hear what you said. Is Lee, is I, yeah, you just, you got to give me a take. You don't get any guesses. You got five seconds. Throw uh, something out there. I don't know if he's a, Liam Hendricks. Elvis Andrews. Elvis Andrews. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. This I know. is really testing I know. me today. I know. This is great. Okay. But I've noted producer Taylor stopped coming to my ear because he doesn't, he's like, well, who knows? Yeah. Ben, Ooh, ben might get this one right. Good luck to you. Okay. Right. Ready? Yep. Let's go to uh, our next free agent was in Cleveland, Cincinnati, and New York Mets. Cleveland, Cincinnati, New York Mets. Oh, man. Yeah. Cleveland, Cincinnati, New York Mets. Um, okay, so let's see here. Okay. I know Mets free agents. I know Brandon Nimmo is a free agent. 
I just I don't know about reds and, and guardians. Um, this is maybe some some pitchers. Throw something out. Uh, I'll throw out Brandon Nimmo. I think it's wrong. Tyler Naquin. Tyler Naquin. No, I should have known that. Yeah. I should have known that. It's okay. Because he okay. came. Ah. Yep. Okay. Okay. You got one more. This isn't gonna get easier. Right? Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Okay. This is, you ready? this is. We had to find the line in America. <laughs> we We're finding there. it. We're finding it. Okay. Ready for the last one? Yeah. All okay. right. <sighs> Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Chicago Cubs. Cubs. L.A. Angels. <laughs> <laughs> Tampa Name Bay. That free agent. To the Cubs to the Angels. Tampa to the Cubs to the Angels. Okay. Okay. Angels, Cubs, and I, I have I have a free agent. I don't know if he was most recently on the Angels. Angels, Cubs. I know Quintana's played for both. I don't know about if he's played in Tampa though, but he's played so many places. My guess here, I'm gonna go Jose Quintana. Dang it! No, it's Matt Duffy. Oh my God, Matt Duffy! <laughs> oh my God! We try. We went for it today. We did, and I did. Eh, it's I, okay. This is the line. I've been really good at this. Was that the uh, last one? Today was a fail. That, yeah, yeah. That was, that oh, was the last man. one. That was tough. That, yeah. I like that. That was good. a challenge. Uh, <laughs> I would love to. This is. I, I would love to hear how many people got these right. The TikTok crew that we post this all the time on TikTok. Loving it. They're gonna. They're all gonna lie and say I got this in Duh. two and a half seconds. Ben, you're so Duh. dumb. I'm not believing it this time. People, it, it, this was <laughs> tough. This is good. This is good. Not bad. Great. You got to grade yourself. Um, you know what? That was great. I don't think any of those players are in line to to make it to the Hall of Fame. But you know who is oh. officially in the Hall of Fame? Are you not going to grade yourself? I just said you have to grade yourself. I, I didn't mean, hear you... that. Yeah. I didn't hear it. It's okay. okay. I'll grade myself. Yeah. Well, okay. So we immediately have to implement the bell curve because the entirety of the class didn't do great. Um, uh, so then, why? Because just you? <laughs> Grading on a curve? Okay, fine. Let's go. Uh, uh-huh. So that gets me bumped up to at least a C. And then I got the first one, which was very difficult. And producer Taylor was saying, you're not going to get this one. So that bumps me up to a B. No. And I got the next four wrong. So I'll give myself, I'm going to bump myself down. I'll give myself a C plus today. D plus. C plus. D plus. C as in Corey, my middle name. Or Curry. Corey. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> On to the okay, Hall okay, of Fame. Okay. Fred McGriff, Crime Dog. Check out the shirt. The it's Crime a Dog sick shirt. is in the Hall of Fame. Fred McGriff has made it thanks to the contemporary ballot, uh, the contemporary era, whatever they're yeah. calling it. He's in. Contemporary baseball ballot results were announced, and Fred McGriff made it unanimously. All of the votes went for him, 100%. He was the only one that got in. Now, questions. Who all is on this? What do you mean? What is this mm-hmm. voting? Well, basically just the guys that like the big-time names that didn't get in from the, the normal committee, and now this is the, the contemporary era committee, and they're voting people in. Bonds is on this list. McGuire, Sosa, Schilling, Clemens, Fred McGriff, and Fred McGriff. Gets in with 100% of the vote. 
Um, congratulations to him. First off, before we talk about the rest of the ballot, congrats yeah. to him. I grew up a gigantic Atlanta Braves fan. When I'm from Richmond, 10 minutes from the AAA stadium, the Richmond Braves played there. The Braves were on TBS every single night. They were like the team. I lived and died by what happened with the Braves. Fred McGriff played there for five years, and good for him. And he was there at the winter meetings yesterday. He held a, There was a little bit of a, a press conference for him. And I just walked away. I love him. I Aww. love him. He is the most <laughs> awesome, like, charismatic, yeah. like, you know, somebody asked him about getting, getting there and, like, you know, how does it feel to finally get into the Hall of Fame? It had been a while. And he goes, you know what? Unanimous. It's a lovely thing. It's crime dog's time. Yeah. And it's just like he's the most charismatic guy and um, it was really cool, and you could see the smile on his face, and he's so genuine. He had so many stories to tell. Ah, oh, I love the guy. I'm a, I was a big fan, and now I'm a much bigger fan. And forever, Fred McGriff is in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. So Congratulations. good for him. 284, 493 career home runs, 50, over 1,500 RBIs. The guy deserves to be in. Yeah. And now he is, thanks to this committee. Couple other people on that ballot that I believe should also be in, but we know that because I got pretty heated about uh, it last week. As did you. Yeah, I. I Barry Bonds yeah. didn't crack fifty percent. He didn't crack twenty five percent. They so t- were they're both right, but he didn't crack twenty five percent. People are just bitter. I um I tweeted about this right after the vote. Uh, this is alarming to me yeah. that this committee votes and Barry Bonds doesn't get twenty five percent of the vote. And followed that up by saying, Barry Bonds is the greatest hitter of all time yeah. and should be in the Hall of Fame. He should. Um, we, know, we, we know what happened, mm-hmm. obviously. And um, Dusty Baker was actually asked about this. At the Ooh, what did he say? Because Dusty, obviously, the Giants connection. Yep. And he said, um, he said, Bonds, McGuire, Sosa, and he said, like, some other names I'm forgetting. Yep. They saved baseball. Yep. They brought eyes back to baseball. They put eyes on baseball that have never watched baseball in their life. They made people fall in love with baseball that never loved it. And in his opinion, and this Bruce Bochy said this, I believe. Maybe it was, don't quote me on who said it. Bruce Bochy was also there, also Giants Connection. Bruce Bochy said he's the greatest player I have ever seen in terms of Barry Bonds. Greatest player I have ever seen. And he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. In fact, you can't quote me. This was all Bruce Bochy. Okay. Got him confused. This was all Bochy. Then he said, all those guys should be in because they saved baseball. They did. Uh, you know, we both have been vocal about where we stand here. Yeah. I believe Barry Bonds is the greatest hitter of all time. With you. And, and that he should be in. I believe he should have gotten in originally. Yep. I know he took steroids. Um, I, I, I know that. I hear you. I don't care. Like, no. the, the museum that is in Cooperstown is to showcase the greatest that have ever done it. And you can't have a museum of the greatest baseball players that have ever done it without having Barry Bonds in it. You just can't. And I am perfectly fine putting his plaque on the wall with an asterisk if you want, or put it in its own wing saying, hey, he this is an era of baseball that doesn't necessarily have the doesn't necessarily have the brightest past, but it did happen. 
And you can't have Rob Manfred come out and acknowledge that somebody asked him about the home run chase with Aaron Judge. Yeah. And he said, it's it's Barry Bonds. Yeah. Or it's Barry Bonds and it's in the record book. So you can't like you it doesn't make sense. No. He's in the record books. The record did happen. The the home runs did happen. The batting average, the MVPs, they did happen. And then when it comes time to say, hey, was he one of the greatest baseball players of all time? Say no. You can't do it. It doesn't make sense. That's the part that I can't wrap my head around, and that is comical to me. We still talk about his records. We still have them on the all-time list when players are chasing those records, okay? It's not like he has been completely removed from baseball. His name has not been removed. His records have not been removed. He is still there. He is still talked about. He is still atop of so many lists. Give the man the respect that he deserves for saving the game of baseball and being the face of baseball for as long as he was. That's why I believe you, you made a good point there. Of he is still acknowledged by baseball. Yes. And that's why I believe it's an entirely different question bringing Pete Rose into this. Mm-hmm. Because Pete Rose is currently banned from baseball. He can't be on these ballots yeah. because he's banned for life. So until Pete Rose is reinstated, no, we're not going to have the conversation of, oh, well, we can talk about Barry Bonds when Pete Rose gets in. One, Barry Bonds was better than Pete Rose. Two, Pete Rose is banned from baseball, and it's a moot point until he is unbanned from baseball. Barry Bonds is not. His records are everywhere at the very, very tippy top of the baseball spectrum, and he should be in the Hall of Fame, along with Fred McGriff, crime dog. Agreed. End of story. Um, but congratulations to Fred McGriff. Really cool and and really awesome. They have this committee now that that voted him in, and he's the only one enshrined and pumped up for him. And what a what what an experience being at the winter meetings. There was I, I learned a lot. I saw a lot. A lot happened yesterday, and I had to bring it all to you. But my brother, he's a New York Met. So now you're a new Met fan. Wow! Congrats. That is just wild. you picked up a new team. He said the other. He said yesterday. <laughs> I'm finally in the National League, and pitchers aren't hitting anymore. Uh, Not because he really wants to hit, because he wants to face a pitcher every ninth time yeah. through the lineup, and that really, really matters. And he doesn't get to do it nope. anymore. He just missed it by, like, two years. But whatever, he is so pumped up to be a part of that organization, and uh, maybe he can help them get over the hump. That is, they're 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 right there on mm-hmm. the cusp. They just need to figure out how to get there and then win when, when it matters the most. In the exactly. Playoffs. So, uh, Justin's a Met, DeGrom's a Ranger, Trey Turner's a Philly. Big things happening. Where is Aaron Judge going? I don't know. It's a toss-up at this I point. I can't wait. Uh, but that does it for this episode of Flipping Bats. Thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe. If you're listening, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Hit that button, Apple, Spotify, wherever. And we're on all social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every single episode as well on YouTube at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Thank you all for listening, and until next time, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats. Peace.